Welcome to Satisfied in Christ, where our aim is to behold the glory of God. I'm Nick Jackson, pastor of Timberline Baptist Church in Lacey, Washington. Just so you know, it's just satisfied. But we are satisfied in Christ. We, yes. I know, I messed it up. <laughs> We've only done the bumper like seven, eight, nine, ten times, Minus, and I still can't get it right. And we have practiced it a few times before that. Hey, this is Bobby Gaither, a pastor of Hope Fellowship in Hillsborough, Oregon. This week's episode, we're going to talk about the one thing, the one commercial you've probably seen a million times, or not a million times, several times over the past few weeks. has gotten so much airplay, and it's talked about so much. It's the new Gillette ad. Gillette commercial. The Gillette commercial. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I guess to start, do you, uh, do you use Gillette? Uh, the best a man can get. I did. Uh, I think Dollar Shave Club kind of beat them out for me, uh, only because they were less expensive. But man, I had my Mach Six back yeah. in the day. That was money. That was money. Okay, it's so still, it's a great razor, man. I'm it's on the Dollar razor. Shave Club too, but I was I was uh, I was traveling. I forgot my razor. Mm-hmm. I had to go pick up another razor. Yeah, and ended up the Mach Five, Six, Seven, Eight, whatever yep. it is, uh-huh. was on sale. So I grabbed it, Do it. and. Um, and I used it. Oh my goodness! Like I miss that razor. Like I still stuff. have it, and it's my travel razor now. But like as I was just doing it, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. So I'm all about the Dollar Shave Club. They they saved me a lot of money, and, and I like that. But it's Gillette, a good razor. Gillette makes a good razor. You know, the Schick makes a good razor too. Um, but the Gillette, I think, is probably the best. But for finances. Dollar shave. Yeah, yeah. That's um, kind of romantic. But that's not really what we're trying to go at because, nope. okay, technically, you probably don't hardly ever use a razor. A little bit down there. Just so you guys know, Bobby is is very gifted <laughs> in his beard. Oh, my goodness. Beardage? Beard, beard, beardliness? It's laziness. Uh, lazy, no, not, he can, he can rock a beard. Like, I have to keep mine pretty pretty trim and, and kind of close to the body and, and short. But this guy, he's kind of like stoic if you've watched uh, How to Train a Dragon. <laughs> okay, maybe not that big, but he can rock a beard. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where to go from that. Um, okay, so so there's this commercial. Yeah. And actually, you and I, we just watched it a few moments ago just to refresh our, our, our mind of it. And um, why, why don't you start? Why, why yeah. don't you start? Before we get into what other people think, you watch the commercial. What do you think? Go. I saw it before I saw any of the other social media reaction. Okay. Um, I, and, and I saw the, it's interesting, the people that I saw it from, I kind of knew, you, you know how there are certain folks who you just, you know, they're bent, right? Um, and, and I, I saw it on the, from their page first. And, uh, when I saw it, I, I mean, I gave it a thumbs up. Um, I appreciated the message. I appreciated what it was saying. I appreciated how it was calling men, um, to, to be better, Really? Yeah. Um, now, when I when I see that, um, I've learned to affirm that which is good and correct, uh, even even if it might insinuate um, a larger portion of people. I don't I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, so so I didn't feel any 
hesitation to say this is a this is a good commercial. Yeah, no, let's just this, stay on the positive side of things yeah. first. And 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 I think part of it, you know, e- even with um, the 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 idea of uh, you know we have a big movement um, that's that's thinking through how to treat women well, right? Yeah. And and how. Uh, which it's good. That's 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 a good thing. Um, I think back to the Dove commercial a few years ago. Do you recall the Dove commercial at all? Like soap. Like soap. Dove had a great commercial. I don't and, remember that. And what they did is they brought all these young gals in, and uh, within the sorry, I'm I'm totally I'm now I'm going to a different place. Yeah, we're in soap now, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> it's still soap. body products. It's still body. <laughs> and and they interviewed all these young ladies. For example, and they said, "Well, show me what it means to throw like a girl." And um, we're talking like seven, eight, nine, and um, these girls, these young gals, were throwing like they were throwing hard, throwing tough. And then when it got to eleven, twelve, thirteen, they asked the same question: "What is it? What does it look like to throw like a girl?" And they, they, they mimicked a weak version. And so, um, and, I, and I know I'm, I'm already shifting. And <laughs> where we're talking I have no about. idea where we're going uh, anymore. <laughs> I mean, this one was like scripted out perfectly. <laughs> well, but, but what I see, what I see is the the commercial is speaking to how men are treating, um, caring for uh, not just ladies, but also uh, stepping in and. Um, teaching young men how to care for and how to treat each other, you know, from the yeah. bullying. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of, I mean, they hit on a, just a ton of major social issues that are, that are in the media right now from uh, uh, cyberbullying with the texting to, you know, just letting kids just beat the tar out of each other and say boys will be boys. And uh, uh, so, so I, I look at those messages and I look at what they were saying and I think, yes, so I, that's I think exactly what, the message we should be giving. So I think what, to, to bring both those together, like the Dove commercial and what you're saying, I think the Gillette commercial has done, it's brought awareness. Yeah. It's brought awareness to social issues that are happening. And, and I, I fully agree when I watched that Gillette commercial. Now, I watched it after I heard. I didn't, I didn't know what the controversy was was I just heard there was controversy. So I watched it and then I watched it again and I was like, what's, what's, what's the, the issue problem? here? <laughs> and, and honestly, I did not know what the issue was until I watched several things and, and they had to start pointing it out because what, what I saw, what I saw was, was characterizations that are true within the culture that there is sexism that takes place. There is bullying that takes place. There is racism that takes place. And it was simply saying, hey, let's be better than that. How do we be peacemakers? How do we stop these things? How do we we create a better society? Which, honestly, I don't really know, like, how that works for Gillette, like, as a shaving company. Or I don't know what Dove was necessarily doing with soap and women and throwing. But it brings awareness now, again, like I said, I thought it was great. I, I thought they were bringing up really good issues, and I didn't feel as though they were overcharacterizing. I thought they were just saying, this is a reality. Let's, let's address it. Mm-hmm. So now let's look at the flip side of it. Yeah. The flip side, the negative, the reaction, where, where people are, are extremely upset. Like I think if you go to YouTube, and, and I might be wrong in this, 
there was like 2,000 likes and 4,000 dislikes. It's one of the most disliked commercials. Like, it, that... It. That blows me away. Tell, yeah. tell me, tell people. Yeah, yeah. At least help us understand why some people don't like this. Well, here's what I gather. Um, I think... I think that some of the people who are disliking this believe they are being lumped into a sum of people who do these same things. So, so from the perspective of, um, of a male whom already feels like they're being pointed at uh, uh, for all the wrong things that are happening in society, um, this could look like or feel like one more thing like they're being accused of doing that they aren't that 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 wasn't representative of all male humanity right there it's not all males act that way not all males are sexist not all males um uh, encourage bullying not all males sit at the barbecue and say oh boys will be boys uh, that that is not indicative of the entirety of the male gender and, and yeah. I, think, I think one of the big reactions to it is they probably feel like that is an attack on them. And, and that, that's basically what I've heard, too, is it's this overcharacterization of all males. And now this is me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see it. Like I saw uh, different age groups different races, yep. all represented in that group. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like they're picking on any one subgroup. I didn't feel like they were saying this is true of all people. Yeah. But I think it was saying this is a reality. And, and almost in the culture that we're at where we seem to be very sensitive to injustice yeah. and problems, I'm, I'm actually I'm shocked that it's, that this is taking such a negative reaction where yeah. it's simply highlighting the very things that we've been seeing in our culture that have like the race issue, man, that has gone just, it's always been there, but it's, it's taken a front a front seat. Is that the way to say it? Front yeah. seat over the last couple of years as a socialist, especially here in the United States where we've just been so much more made aware, man, this is an issue now. Yeah. I, in saying that, in no way believe that every guy is racist. Now, I also believe that some people, and I would say white people, I, clump, I lump myself in that, are sometimes operate more racially, racially than we think we do because of ignorance. Yeah. Now, it doesn't give us a pass on it, but I think there's things that we do sometimes that we're not aware of. I, I thought the commercial was good. I thought it was bringing awareness to topics and simply saying, how, how do we respond? And... And that's an area that why would we not want to respond yeah. positively yeah. to? I, I, I agree. And I'm going to ask you a question and, and um, then maybe you can pose it back to me. Um, as, as you look at that, you weren't offended. Why not? Um, man, I, I go to, I think it's, it was advocating for values that promote the value of humanity. Yeah. So as, as you and I would, would say, we believe because of the Bible mm -hmm. that, that hum, humans are made in the image of God, both male and female. Yeah. 
And therefore, because we are made in his image, there is a a value, especially placed upon humanity, which we actually see all throughout Scripture. Like when we come to the re-giving of the covenant in Noah after the flood, he says, if anyone sheds a man's blood, so that man's blood will be shed, showing the value of humanity that God will hold man accountable if you shed another man's blood. Uh, And so what I see in that commercial is, is common grace, Grace given by God to mm-hmm. humanity saying, mm-hmm. hey, there's value in people. Yeah. There's value in how we treat people. And, and how do we work for the building up of humanity, for the raising up of boys to properly respect women, to properly respect older and younger so that, that's where I go. Yeah. You, go ahead. Yeah, I, and, and, and I guess I should have qualified that just a little bit more, especially as a pastor. Okay. And, and, and I think you spoke to it. Well, you didn't, it. so now you got to answer Sorry. it as so, a pastor. So I'll <laughs> answer it. As a pastor, especially in a, uh, as a white pastor, you know, because I let myself into that too, um, evangelical, even more so, right? Which, which puts, um, I, th- I think white evangelicals are in the hot seat right now. Yeah, and and some of it's their own doing. Totally. Uh, and so, why am I not defensive uh, as a white male over or because of that commercial? And I would say first and foremost is because that commercial is calling white men, black men, regardless of race, whoever they are, to be the men they're supposed to be, and that's what the Bible says. So, do you think that would be a good response? Like, let's say. Let's say it gets brought up, um, we're at a coffee shop, and somehow we're in a conversation, and some guy, you see that Gillette commercial, and you can tell he's negative on it. Is that something that we would kind of respond, or is that a way to say, do you believe that we should not advocate for the poor, for yeah. uh, the, the, the minority, and, and just kind of leave it at that? Are, are you saying we don't think, that you don't think we should, we should seek to honor these people? that we should seek to value really all people? So like, would we leave it just there and just kind of almost push, push the, question the question back, back. on them? Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, is that is that a way to respond? Well, I, it's a way. And, and, and then what I also, what I would say is, you know what, I, I thought that commercial was was great. I thought, I thought it gave the right message. And honestly, I think it gives the message that the church should be giving to. That message is, is, is no different than the message that the church should be given. Now, diff- what's different is is we have scripture that and, and God's word that informs us as to how and to why we should be protecting uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 the, the poor, right? Why we should be uh, seeking justice, why uh, we should be um, honoring women, Totally. You know, and how yeah. we how we care for them. So I saw nothing inconsistent with a biblical worldview of what man should be. As right. And, and I think what we talked about a little bit earlier was that, especially as Christians, we need to take the message that is given there and carry it forward because yeah. we're Gillettians and, and no, no fault of Gillette. Um, in the world, the best you can do is present some type of moralism. Yeah. But where what we can do is say, you know what, we totally believe in the value of humanity, um, but but we see that most uh, carried out through yeah. the gospel of Jesus Christ, yeah. and where we really show, look, only way we can truly love one another and build yeah. each other up is by the grace of Jesus Christ. 
no matter how much we honor women, honor minority races, uh, whatever it is, no matter how much we do it, we will never earn our way. We can't be good enough. We can't be the better man enough to ever be acceptable before God. But it's only through Jesus Christ. And so I think we need to actually take the message that how amazing that Gillette yeah. brings forth and then just keep it going, but, mm-hmm. but show how much greater that's possible through Jesus Christ. And I think we have a, a job to do, and you and I were talking a little bit ahead of time, that the church sometimes has, has skewed the message, and there's been pastors who, from the pulpit, have, have yelled at men, kind of uh, berated them because of playing video games or doing other things, and they've kind of pointed out one or two issues that basically, if you're a guy and you do this, then, then you're not a man, is, has been a little bit of the communication. And, and so sometimes the church, because we're trying to address an issue, has maybe responded too strongly, has kind of swung the pendulum, yeah. and we haven't communi- communicated correctly. So we need to make sure that we go forth correctly communicating yeah. uh, what is what does God's word have to say about women, about men, and how we do love one another and encourage and build up each other. Yeah, and I, and I would say this, because um, the next question I want to ask is, what would we say uh, to someone who had a hard time with that commercial, uh, someone who responded with a, a negative, a dislike, or some kind of criticism? Um, we need to encourage our people uh, to do exactly what you said. Take that as a springboard, right? Yeah. And and here's the thing. Just because uh, I, I think what's being perceived, I think what's being perceived is the possible social or political or and other platform from which those messages have sprung that automatically put up barriers and walls between um, men specifically in the church. Hmm. But the truth of the matter is the message is being projected is true. Yeah. So, so what we do is we raise these walls, right, to where um, we start casting stones back when really we support all those things. Uh, biblically, we should be supporting all of those things. So, so if there's someone in your church body that, that comes up or just your neighbor or whomever who comes and says, hey, did you see that Gillette commercial? Um, and, and they're just ticked off about it. How, how would you respond? I mean, I'd probably want to press in on them and try to figure out why they're upset with it. Like what, what, what triggered in their heart? Like, like what was it, um, as, as, as closely as they can articulate? Um, and then I, I think I would, I think I would begin addressing, what does God's word say about how we're to love one another and treat one another and, and to, and to help them to see that in reality, I I think Gillette was setting, how would I say that? Was setting a good direction um, for, for how men can begin to act. Um, I think I'd want to, also really bring them into just God's grace and and how how are we how is God's grace transforming us to make us sensitive to to help others to just as Christ came to serve us to love us 
um, as the Good Samaritan. Christ is ultimately the Good Samaritan. And how Christ has done that for us. And now how we have the opportunity to do that for others. And, and just try to press in on where is he against these things? What is, is it, is it social media? Is that what's dictating his, his line of thinking more than the word of God? Um, I don't know. I, I think I'd probably go somewhere like that. that that's a good question. Like, I, I, think I'd, I think it'd probably be just very determined on, on how they respond to where they're upset with. But when I was, I was, I was listening to a podcast earlier this week on masculinity and there was a lot of stuff there, philosophical, sociological stuff that got brought up. One thing the guy said, and this is Paul Maxwell, which uh, he's actually, he was on Doctrine Devotion, uh, the guys over in Illinois. I think they're somewhere over there. Sorry, guys, if I got you wrong. But you're like Midwest. We're Northwest. We're like miles apart. Uh, <laughs> generalities. But um, what... Uh, Doctrine Devotion guys had Paul Maxwell on, and he's a Christian and brings up really good issues. I think he's got like a YouTube video and a whole bunch of stuff. But he said the top two reasons why men die between 18 and 45 is suicide and poison, meaning opioid overdose. And he summed up those things as saying men struggle with psychological pain. They don't know where to fit in, how they fit in the world. Men are lonely and men are scared. And, and as I heard that, and I listen to that. that, that's what I see. I see in the culture that we are in, which is becoming so incredibly hypersensitive and hypertolerant that it's actually becoming intolerant, that, that men, it's confusing. Where do we fit? What is it to be a man? And there's all these different pictures of manhood or manliness or masculinity. And those are all ways to kind of phrase things. But it's confusing now. And what's really hard is there's so many broken families that the boys often aren't being raised with a, with a father in the house or a father who's able to be involved. And so there's, it's, it gets confusing. And we're living in a time where, I mean, even to get more confusing and, <laughs> but there's, transgender couples, uh, there's, there's homosexual couples who are now adopting boys or adopting girls, which just makes things confusing for how boys, how girls are growing up, how are perceiving things that socially, culturally are making things very difficult for, for, I think, how boys see the world and address circumstances. And as Christians, I think we need to know that. And we need to know that, that when our children are going off to school or when our children are going to college, they're going into a place that is, that is very confusing. And they're going to see many, many different uh, types of people, types of ideals, a lot because of just where we're at right now in society. And it's going to make them question a lot of things. And it's going to... It's going to raise questions. It's going to raise confusion, not only for people they interact with, but also for, you know, our own kids. Yeah. Uh, we watched the video, and maybe we'll post this as well, that second video that you showed me, yeah. um, that, that really speaks to uh, the value of men. And not that, that, mm. that what, 94% of men who die 
um, as rescuers. Or ninety four percent of of the people who die as rescuers are men. And it said, like, uh, was it eighty or eighty five percent of all men are homicide victims? Like when someone breaks in a house, like men are protectors. Men are the protectors. Men are the ones who get shot. Yeah, and so so and certainly that's not characterizing every man. No, it's not. But it's yet not. it's generalizing also another reality. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a video. We we see a video of a corrective, right? And we see a video of of another general reality as well. Yeah. Um, uh, that that is positive. Yeah. Positive in in the sense that that men are are stepping up. There are men that are stepping up and and doing as they're called to do. Um, if I were to address someone, uh, and I, we spoke about this briefly earlier. Um, one of the things that I would say, if, if if it was someone in my body, my church body, um, who had a problem with this commercial, um, I would do the same thing. I would ask questions. Uh, I would ask, I'd try to get to the heart of what's bothering them. And the likelihood is, part of the bother is the fact that they might feel attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, they might feel uh, like the place the message is coming from um, is, is already anti-male. Um, and, and I get that. I, like, I, right. I understand yeah. that. Um, uh, what I, how I would shepherd them is I would say, okay, just because someone has, is coming from a different place as you, you can still agree on a common truth. You can still agree on a common truth. In yeah. fact, that can be the bridge from which you can have an actual conversation with people that you philosophically at, at a core level disagree. You can agree on this one thing. You can agree that this is what men should be. You're right. You know, and, and, and though it might feel like they're casting aspersions on you, typically they're, they're not. Typically. Could, could they be? Yeah, it's possible. Um, but they could be casting aspersions on those who act this way. Well, what I like is what you're bringing up is it's, it's the need for us to fight to see the other side. And it is a yeah. fight. Yeah. Like, so we so often default to just how we want to think or, or the thinking that surrounds us. And so we just adopt that thinking, yeah. but really going, okay, what is being communicated? What are, what are the people who made this? What are they trying to communicate versus jumping on a bandwagon and, and honestly, that's something that needs to take place in, in all areas of our life. Like if we're going to be peacemakers, not mm-hmm. peacekeepers, yeah. peacemakers, we have to look for how do we bring about peace? How do we show the value in, yeah. you know, if someone's upset and we say, you know what, man, we don't think that it's characterizing every man also. And if it was, then shame on that for doing that yeah. because there are men yep. Who, who are actually advocating for humanity yeah. and doing good things. Yeah. So we want to value that. Um, and how, the, about we, how about we take this and we go, okay, what, what are a few things that we can do within the church? Hmm. So there's confusion, but, but as pastors, how do we help our men understand how do we, how do we raise men up? How do we yeah. teach? How do we teach them what it is to be uh, a man of God in this society. Where, where would where would yeah. you go? What's what's a text? 
if I could bring that up, just what's something that stands out to you that you say, man, I, I would want to really help boys understand this. Well, I think I think I might be stealing yours, uh, uh, the the Mark ten passage. He does this a lot. You know, I totally. <laughs> all right, so. Beforehand, I told Bobby the only passage that I want to talk about today is Mark ten, and I say I love that passage; it's my favorite. No, okay, Micah, Micah six eight. You know uh, what is that what was is, the other one I what said. What does God require of you, oh man? <laughs> yeah, but to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. I, yeah. I'll, I'll go there. No, use them both, um, man. That's good. Uh, well, no, I'll let you do this because yeah, um, but it is a requirement. Like yeah. we, we are made in his image and we're supposed to bear forth, shine forth his image and justice is part of his image. What is just, what is right? Right. So we're supposed to, um, work towards that end that what is just and right is what happens. And of course, um, ultimately you and I would bring all that back to, um, really understanding God and the gospel yes. and it's, and, and making sure our justice and our actions all align with the yeah. character of God. Yeah. Uh, and, and ultimately bringing glory to Christ. Yes. Uh, yeah. Com- completely. Completely. And, and his image bearers are mankind, male and female. Right. We both bear his image. And that's so important because I think we get that mixed up a lot. We think male is uh, created first. Therefore, man is creating God's image. Um, and woman is lesser. But when we come back to Genesis 1, yeah. he clearly... Uh, communicates that it is male and female created in the image of God. Together, we yeah. we image God, and together they're very good. Right? Yeah. It's not. It's not very good until women is 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 created, mm. and it's very good. Um, so uh, seek justice, love mercy. I think a, a big part of what we need to instill in our men and our children is to know what that they're sinners is to know that they need mercy. What, what's the way that we teach our kids that? Well, the gospel. <laughs> and, um, that and we need it. That, and, and we model it. Yeah. We model it. I mean, one of, the, one of the best teaching tools I have is when I apologize to my kids, <laughs> right? Because daddy got a little upset there. You know what? I shouldn't have yelled at you. You know what? I'm sorry. Daddy shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Uh, that, that's my fault. Please forgive me. And, and modeling that, I think... I, I pray is what they remember when they're older. Dad, who wasn't perfect, but he knew that when he was wrong, he repented. He went and yeah. said he's sorry. Um, uh, seek justice, love mercy, and then walk humbly. And I think that's part of humility too, is just admitting you're wrong, admitting when you don't have it right, which nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. And what? Putting, uh, putting the needs of others before our own there. And, yeah. And that humility. And then, and then, so, so what passage would you go to just to, to, oh man, maybe, maybe Mark 10, 40, <laughs> 42 to 45. I mean, I, that one just kind of came to my head. Uh, so yeah, the Mark two or Mark 10, it talks about Jesus is describing Gentiles and the way they lord their power and position over others. And then he turns to really his apostles and he says, not that's not to be so among you. And he says, for the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. Greatness in the kingdom of God is not about having the higher position or, or more power. It's about serving. And, yeah, and if we good. can help our, our children, um, our, our boys to understand, do you want to be great? It, it's through service. Yeah. And the only way they're going to see that is 
is as I, as their father, do that, and mm-hmm. as I serve them, I yeah. serve yeah. serve my wife, I serve the church. But you know, honestly, it's going to take more than that. I I think they need to see the church do that. Yeah. Churches, we need to embody this together. Mm-hmm. I, I need you to help raise my 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 son with me. Yeah. Um, I need other men to show them. I need bigger men, smaller men, younger men, older men, men of different abilities and all, all demonstrating how we serve one another. Mm-hmm. My kids need to see that. Yeah. And they need to see that that's greatness and that's what's honored in the kingdom of God. Not power, not prestige, not position. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd go there. I love that one. And the other one that sticks out a lot is Proverbs. Proverbs is all about wisdom, and it's really written to boys. Uh, the first, I think, nine chapters says, yeah. my son, my son, my yeah. son, my son. In fact, Proverbs 31, we were talking about just a moment ago, is Proverbs 31, w- many people think it's it's all about w- women and, and what a woman is to be. And yes, there's application that way. But in the very first verse of chapter 31, it lets us know that this is a proverb of the king, which his mother taught him. His mother was teaching him what kind of wife he should marry. This is a message to boys. Uh, So the whole message of Proverbs is really about how do we disciple our, our boys? How do we teach them to love? How do we teach them to share? How do we teach them to avoid sexual morality? How do we teach them to um, use their finances? And what Proverbs continually does is bring things back down to the fear of God, which is a right knowledge of God. And Mm -hmm. so it's not just teaching them the right things to do. Ultimately, it's bringing them to God, that they would see God, see who he is, see how he has loved us. And because of that, by faith in him, how they can then live and love others. That's great. Hey, to that end, would you would you pray for us? And and then I get to do the bumper on the way out this time. All right. That's scary. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Father. Father, I, I just pray for wisdom right now. I pray for wisdom for Bobby, for I, as, as fathers, as pastors. I pray for wisdom for those who are listening, if they're mothers, if there's uh, fathers who are out there, husbands, wives that are listening. Like, How do we help raise, raise our children, raise our sons? How do we interact with culture? How do we value things? How do we engage in things? How do we discuss things? How do we argue for things? Um, God, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom that when things like this come out, these are opportunities to share the gospel. These are opportunities for us to see really where our culture is. What are the what are lies that people are believing? What are what are ways that they're being deceived? And then how can how can we present the gospel? How can we show them love? How can we show that in Christ? God, there is so much joy, there is so much happiness, there is purpose, there is meaning. And God, help us to be able to discern the culture around us, to raise and equip our young children to know how to engage, to know how to interact. God, help us not to be a people that are offended easily, but may we, may we be peacemakers. May we uh, profess the gospel May we seek justice, may we walk humbly, and may we do mercy. In your name, Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to Satisfied. You can find our podcast at www.satisfiedinchrist.life. That is dot L-I-F-E. We're also on 
iTunes podcast, Podbean, and some other things. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening.